Yes, we meet here every second Tuesday mm-hmm. at at um, at Underground Books, and we try to um, spotlight people and things that are going on in Sacramento, Black Sacramento, which um, is a lot. We have a lot of things that's going on in Black Sacramento, and a lot of times I don't that. That information don't get out enough, you That's know, true. that we have some awesome people, like we have an awesome guest tonight, and um, we have some awesome people doing awesome things in Sacramento, and they don't talk about that. So, come out here to Underground Books. It's located at 2814 35th Street, Sacramento, California. The phone number is 916-737-333 and another three. <laughs> and if you can't see the video too good on Facebook, I was about to say Netflix. If you can't see the, vid- <laughs> the video too good on on Facebook, um, we have a podcast. So right after this goes live on Facebook, we post it online on SoundCloud. So you can listen to it, get all the information that if you was unable to see our glorious faces. Yes, yes. I think uh, Sharon's face is more glorious than mine. Oh, I'm glorious. He has this healthy glow about him. That's a different uh, Are you pregnant? What? So we're going to do some, some underground books, events, and then we're going to go on to our guests. The first thing that we want to talk about, which she gave us a flyer, let me pass these out so that our guest host can can um, help me out. So uh, February 17th, we'll be having a discussion and book signing featuring Sony Walibiboa. Saturday, February 17th from 2 to 4, Adventures in Vagoland. It's a Black History Month. Uh, Moabi, the book uh, says Moabi is a loner and aspiring young writer from Brooklyn, travels to Botswana on safari. When a cave adorned with prehistoric mount paintings mysteriously transform him into a new world, Bango Land, he faces doom. Fasten your seatbelts as you, you're about to follow Moabi through the adventures of Bango Land. Sonny Wallabawa is a devoted husband and father and is a native of Botswana. He moved to the United States in 1997 on a scholarship and earned a BFA in film and television production. Wallabawa also <laughs> enjoys poetry. You're Please. messing that name up, man. I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I'm huh? sorry, Sonny. <laughs> Uh, so please come by, uh, meet this amazing local author. Do not miss this inspiring and thought-provoking event. Yeah, get a book. <laughs> and buy a book while buy you're here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, underground Books got a one-book minimum. So come one here. book minimum? Yeah. That's so a starter. Minimum if you come here to shake your bottom. We're having a children's story time, children's story time for the fall and winter season. Uh, it's coming up this Saturday at um, June Saturday at noon um, for Black History Month. They'll be reading books, um, activities from 3 to 10. So bring your chitlins here and have a good time. Don't go too far if you're going to get a drink. Just be close. We, we don't want you. We're not babysitting. We're not free. <laughs> <laughs> on February the 22nd, uh, Thursday, we have an art talk with Milton 510 Bowens. Somebody yep. got to say it. Mark yep. your calendars and plan to attend. Um, this is going to go with his art exhibition that is here right now, which is called Black Under Construction. We, too, sing America, which, if y'all didn't know, is some Milton um, 510 uh uh, trivia. That's one of his favorite Langston Hughes poems. Uh, I, I too sing America. America. I too America. I too. I too sing. It's called. Oh, I, I thought it was just America. called I too. The poem was called. The title of it was. Well, I too sing America. So, 
Yes, that's one of his favorite poems, and he likes to recite it everywhere he goes. He'd be like, ah, Tootsie. That's Milton 510 poems. Please, you want to come out for that, because Milton is very entertaining and very intellectual, and he will grab your mind and then massage it, you know, real quick. <laughs> and, um, and then next thing you know, you'll be um, a black nationalist when you walk out. Yeah, so, you <laughs> and then you, you, have two, you have two or three paintings under your, under your, uh, under your arm when you walk out when of here. When you walk out. Coded yes. message. Coded message. Yeah, yes. Yes. Um, so that's going to be, Feb- like I said, Thursday, February 22nd, 6 to 7 p.m. Somebody got to say it. There yeah, so come out for that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we've got our church announcements out the way. Okay. Let us move to our guests. So glad you invited me to be here. I'm Kiara Harris. Yeah. I don't care. Hello, Kiara Harris. <laughs> um, I'm going to read a short bio of Kiara Harris here. Kiara Harris is a social entrepreneur consulting on issues she cares about, health and wellness, women's empowerment, energy alternatives, co-housing, and social justice advocacy. Harris is co-founder of Sisters, Aging with Grace and Elegance, and has 30 years of experience in public and nonprofit agency communication, including cause, marketing, media relations, community outreach, and engagement. She has a BA in communications and an MA in public administration, public policy. Harris is also a a fiction writer. I didn't know that about you. Mm. In 2016, she completed her first novel, Room for Rent. Do you got a room for rent? Um, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> a story about, about healing and second chances. Put your hands together for Kiara uh, Harris. Yeah. Kiara Harris. <laughs> So, so awesome. So you have an event that's coming up. Okay. okay. So tell us, yeah, tell us about your event that you have coming up. Okay. Well, Sisters Aging with Grace and Elegance is having a Sacramento convening on Saturday, February 24th. We're going to be at the Family Life Center at St. Paul's Church, Dr. Ephraim Williams Family Life Center. That's 4036 14th Avenue okay. in Sacramento. Hope you can come out. That is going to be from 8.30 to 5. We have a full program of all kinds of information that's important for black women who want to age well. That is what we do at Sisters Aging with Grace and Elegance is to help all of us, all black women, learn and, and prepare to do the things they need to do to age well. The population throughout the country is getting older. In California, statistics say a thousand people every day are turning 65. Mm. Wow. Wow. And so this is going to continue for the next 17 years, according to a report from the California Commission on Aging. And so we're, we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about our mothers. We're thinking about our aunties. We're thinking about our grandmas. And we want, if, if, if people are living longer, and they are, we don't only, only want to live longer. We want to live well. We want to be healthy. We want to have enough money. to. We want our, our wealth span to be as long as our lifespan. We yep. don't want to outlive our money and certainly want to maintain our health throughout. So that's what we are doing. And, maintain, and maintain our elegance. And maintain our <laughs> That's right. We're aging with grace and elegance. <laughs> that's it's a right. beautiful thing. That's right. So what, what made you come up with this um, idea? This started as a conversation between myself and my girlfriend probably in 2010. I was really, really sick sick, like people had to fly in from out of town. All my family lives on the East Coast to take care of me. Mm. I am not married. I didn't don't have kids and neither did she. So we started 
thinking about, well, who's going to take care of us when we're old? We were in our 40s at the time. You know, I'm 45 and she's 43. It's like, well, this is happening to us now. What's going to happen 20, 30 years from now? Right. And we didn't have an answer for that. Right. Because the traditional support networks and safety nets really are no longer there in society. And so families live, again, like my family is all over the country. I don't have kids. And so we ex- extended that conversation out to our girlfriends, and they were saying the same thing. It's like, well, we're living now, and we're healthy, and we're strong, but we don't have a plan for what's going to happen when we're 60, 65. So that was the birth of SAGE. So our private conversation turned into our girlfriend's conversation, which turned into a community conversation, and that's where we are now. And you had an event already with with Sage, We've right? had yes. several events. We started in 2013 in Los Angeles, and then we had our event in Sacramento, which NCI <laughs> helped us to put on nice. in 2014. And so we're statewide. We have workshops in Oakland, Los Angeles, Sacramento. We hope to expand to the Inland Empire in Southern California mm-hmm. because this is important. We're trying to reach 10,000 black women across the state to help them thrive as we are older. Because yeah. that whole idea that once you pass 40, everything is downhill from there, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we all know women who are 50, 60, 70, even 80. At the club. At the club. I ain't saying you got to be at the club. At the club, twerking. But if you want to be at the club, you, you should go. You should be the, able to go, right? You should be healthy enough right. to do that. You should yep. feel good about yourself. Mm. And you should have the money to go and live the way you want to live. And so, unfortunately, that is not the case. So while we were having these conversations, we started looking at some of the research and public policy agencies are planning for the older population because social services have to change. Mm. You know, all, you know, you have to account for the fact that the population is no longer majority white, mm. that there are, you know, Spanish speaking, there are Asian speaking populations and they're planning for that. But when I looked at the Public Policy Institute's report on aging in California, there was nothing about black women mm. and, and what our needs were. And so the fact of the matter is we have the worst outcomes. So this is a study from the California Commission on Aging, and it says that black women have the highest rate of poverty for those 65 years of age and older, 21%. In the state of California, a black women who are older 65 are living in poverty for a lot of reasons. And, mm. if, and if that wasn't enough of a problem, we are all, black women also have the highest racial disparity in health ratio and health outcomes of older women. So we have we have the worst outcomes, but there are no plans in any public policy documents that I have read so far, and I have, you know, testified before the Assembly Committee on Aging, and and they did a hearing on aging and the African-American population, and all of our statistics are just awful and off the chain, but nobody is proposing any solutions. Mm. So we decided to do what we needed to do to bring solutions for ourselves. If there's no public policy that's out there going to help us, we're going to have to do what black women always do. We do what we do to help ourselves. Yeah. So there was this one report called The Psychological and Economic Health of Older African Americans in California, 
And one thing really stood out to me. It said older African Americans are more likely than all other Californians to be separated, divorced, widowed, or never have to been have been married. This is 61% of older African Americans are not partnered compared with all other older Californians. And as a result, it says 65%. That's 61%. 61. 61% of older African-Americans are not partnered. Yeah. And so what that creates in terms of a psychosocial dynamic is the isolation yeah. and not being connected to community, not being connected necessarily to family. And those create out all kind of problems. And so. And that was nationwide. That's California. This oh, that's California. California. All, this okay. is all California data that I'm, I'm bringing yes. up. Mm. So we're, we're, we're living alone, which creates isolation. That's mm. men and women. Yeah. Black women are living in poverty. And we have poor health outcomes due to, you know, all of the other health statistics and disparities that we also know about. Yeah. Whether it be um, from heart disease and cancers or. Diabetes. High blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, all mm. these other health disparities that we're dealing with. And we're trying to reach women in their 40s yeah. so that, you know, you can start making these adjustments now so that by the time you become 65, 70, you're not dealing with those issues. You know, you want to mm -hmm. you want to start being healthy as early as possible. If we could start with women in their 30s, we would, but you know, they're still having their kids and raising their families, yeah. putting kids through college. They are not thinking about what's gonna happen when they're 60. <laughs> they <know>? should, though. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're all, I mean, if we're, uh, we all, yeah, we, we all, all should. Be thinking about it. I mean, yeah. because whatever age you are, your next birthday, you're gonna be a year older. Yeah, yeah. And, it comes, and it comes like this. It comes like, you know, my mom used to always say, next thing you know, you're gonna look up, you can be 40. The, the next thing I knew, I looked up, I was 40. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that same. I was like, what the hell just happened to me? <laughs> it was terrible. So well, the question yeah. we ask of the women is, what are you doing today for the woman that you are going to be right. 15 to 20 years from now? Yep. I mean, are you eating the way you should be eating? Are you um, creating the kinds of health practices and social practices that are going to serve you when you're older? Mm. And so that's what our conferences are about. This conference we will have... Uh, someone from the Alzheimer's Association come in and talk about brain health. And, you know, reading is one of the things. If you read, if you're, you know, an avid reader, using your mind, using your brain, that's going to help you ward off some of those dementia and Alzheimer's situations that can come upon you. But if okay. you're just sitting and vegging in front of a television mm. through, for all of your free time, if you're not moving your body and you have no fitness and no exercise, you know, you if you are don't not, use it, you lose it, right? Right. You mm. are not doing the things that you could be doing to serve you later on. Mm. So today is all we really have in this moment, but we still have to be thinking about down the road. And so that's what that's what we are doing. Yeah, at I, you know, I feel that. you know, I think also too uh, some things that 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 play into it is that we're always in survival mode, you know, all the time. Correct. And. You know, we get home and we just want to veg out because it's, it's a battle, right? The stress. The stress is real. <laughs> yeah, it's very real. And it's a battle day to day. And, and I know I go through it. You and know, the, and now they're saying that stress is even number one cause of death, too, for black for black. Yeah, big thing. got ulcers and high blood pressure. Yeah. And I mean, being black in America is a stressful. Is, <laughs> is a, is a health factor, yeah. you know. An illness. And it, 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 it causes... Yeah. Illness yeah. because yeah. of the stress yeah. of being black here. There's yeah. no question about it. Yes, and and I, I'm glad you're having that because yes, our, our women um, do a lot of the heavy lifting in the community. You yeah. know, when it comes to community, and it's to teach them how to 
and have coping skills for that is, is a, always a good thing. And so black women, true, are always taking care. They're taking care of the family. Right. They're taking care of caregivers, the community. Yeah. And what happens when they need some help? Right. That's the question we yeah. ask the women. Who is going to take care of you? When you fall and break your leg and can't drive to work, and yeah, because they live in longer. You can't go to the grocery store. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. So who's, who, who are you thinking about? Who is going to be your support system? Yeah. What type of self care practice do you have for yourself while yeah. you're taking care of your grandbabies, while you're taking care of your husband, taking care of you know the people in the community? You got taking be, taking kids in, raising taking them. Taking kids in, and then also too, we are living longer, so you have kids taking care of their parents. Until they're 100 and something, they be like, you know, they be like, why don't you just die already? You know, <laughs> that's how they feel. But it's like they've taken care of them longer instead of them, you know, living to about 70. They live into about 100. No, now. the fastest growing segment of the aging population is the 100 plus. Is wow. That's the fastest yeah. growing wow. aging population. So, yeah, we're going to be taking care of our friends. We're going to take care of they're our gonna parents. Be, yeah, they're gonna be we're going to be taking care of our neighbors. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're yeah. all living yeah. a lot longer. There, there goes your community right there. So, <laughs> so, so. take care of yourself now mm. for later on. 107. Mm. Really, 107. Wow. Yeah. My grandmother lived to be 95. Her sister was 102. And the last sister that passed was 90. So you got them longer. So yes, I would I would really encourage anyone that's listening to tell their girlfriends, tell their moms, tell any black woman you know to come on out yeah. to celebrating the aging journey. That's what we're calling it because you know, we get to live longer. What we want to do is live better. And again, that is Saturday, February twenty fourth, eight thirty to five o'clock, Efren Williams Family Life Center. In, in uh, 4036 14th Avenue. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite. <laughs> but let's go to Facebook. You're on your Facebook. Right? Oh, yeah. Go to go to Facebook. Sister, Sisters Aging. Sisters Aging with Grace and Elegance. With Grace and Ele- Elegance on Facebook. Go there and check that Facebook page out. All the information is there. Yes. And we're going to be put it, we're going to put it in the show notes and um, and people can just click on there, click on the links and then go there as well. Okay. So that would be very cool. Yeah. So what kind of programs do you do during your events? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so at this point, I know you said the all, you're going to have the Alzheimer's uh, so Association will, this time, but we're going to have um, a financial planner, Renata Williams, be there. Will be there as our keynote to go over finance, financial planning, both saving and investing. We're going to have Teresa Joffrey, who is an, an attorney here, who's going to talk about wills and estates and trust, because actually anyone who owns a home needs to have their home in a trust. Yeah. And so many people die. What is that? What is a trust? A living trust is a is a doc is a legal document where you put all of your assets and you can dictate what happens to them after your death. Oh, okay. So that doesn't go to probate. Go to the state so, or whatever. Is, yeah. yeah. So, so the assets that you accumulate. Is that different your from a um, will? Yes, it is different than a will. You can have a will as and part of your estate documents, but it is very different. Mm. So I want I would like the women to come to really hear about from this attorney because of course I'm not an expert in that. Mm. But those are things that we want people to take care of. Because Prince died, he did not have all of the all of that money, all of that assets, all of his music. Yep. He had no documents to say wow. 
who these things should go to. Yeah. And if you work your whole life, your your parents work. You want to leave that legacy behind. You, you mm. want you want to dictate where your assets go. You okay. don't want to return back to the state of California. Yeah, because if, if you die without any paperwork, then the state gets a really? large portion of it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and then your family is tied up in craziness dealing with the courts and the state trying to trying, get their share. Trying to trying to get what you probably Not wanted. Even, just trying to get any of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So definitely we talk about estate planning and trust pretty much on a regular basis because it's that important because it is something that we as a people are not doing enough of. Yeah, it, it, that is very true. true. That that goes into building, you know, generational wealth. wealth exactly. As well. It's like, oh, if you if you financially um, astute, then you're like, okay, I can pass on th- my wealth to my kids, and they pass it on to their kids. Right. And, mm. Any asset. I mean, yeah. if you own a house, if yeah. you have bank accounts, yep. these things yep. need to be in, need to in a trust. So, yep. Your artwork. Uh, yeah. Your life, <laughs> basically. You need to, and we're yep. gonna we're gonna focus a lot on medical directives at this conference because the other thing is, if you get sick and you're in the hospital, you're unconscious. Who has the right to tell the doctor what they can and cannot do? That's true. Yeah. Right. Who have you authorized? What body parts can they take out of you? Right. Who mm-hmm. have you authorized to make those decisions on your behalf? Mm-hmm. And have have the people in this room. We don't have anybody that's designated yeah. to do that on our behalf. So no power of attorney. Yeah. No power of attorney. No mm-hmm. medical power of attorney. No medical no directives. Yeah. No mm-hmm. no DORs and these kind of things. So we're going to focus on that because this is this is what we have to be concerned about as we are getting older. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so actually we should have these things right now. You shouldn't wait till you're older. Today is the day to get it done. Kiara, it's kind of funny that you point that because, yeah, a lot of black people don't see, they know of mortality, but they're never ready for mortality. So it's like one of those things that... Well, it's bad luck, right? It's bad luck to to think about it. You feel, they feel, you know, they're like, yeah, have faith. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, you need to everyone everyone alive today may not be tomorrow. Yeah. We don't know. That's no, not, not our that's not for us to know. No one knows the day or the hour. So you should, you need to be ready. If you have children in particular, you want them to have your assets. If you want somebody, if you don't want to have life support, you need to write that down because they will put every plug and machine in you and take as much money as they can from you if you don't direct them not to. Mm, so yeah. these are things that these are the kinds of conversations and decisions that we are encouraging black women to make now. So those are the things that will happen yeah, at the so, conference. So you're kind of making them think about which kids will get some. <laughs> a lot of times you got that, well, I got Evan's good, but I don't know about Daryl. He's, he's going back and forth to jail. I don't know about him. Don't know well, yeah, well, you him. and your attorney would make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and you have leeway. See, while you well, are, I talked to mama right before she died, and she right. told me. See, yeah, that, yeah. All, all that. Yeah. I talked to mama before she died. She said she wanted me to have. No, yeah. if it's not in writing, yeah. Then your whole true. family is a mess and yeah. in conflict after and that. Pro- going, yeah. you, you, you never want to get a probate department involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so those are some of the things that will happen at the conference. And, it's you know, we do it fun. We have games that we play That's to good. come up with these kinds of things because it's heavy. It's it heavy conversation. Heavy. <laughs> but we do it so that it's fun and it's engaging and we're building sisterhood along the way. 
Okay. And, and you're right. Uh, people of women of all ages should a- attend this because you you really don't know. I, I I had a cousin who died last year at the age of 45 from a heart attack. Mm. Oh. Luckily, he had been in the military, so so because of that, he had his documents in order. Mm-hmm. But had he not been, you know, a lot of times those documents aren't anywhere. Right, because the military makes you have that. Makes stuff you have in that order. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one of my incarcerations, I uh, it, uh, I, I worked incarcerated? not incarcerated. Incarnation. I worked at the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, and I worked in the probate department. Oh wow! So you You have firsthand knowledge. Yeah, so you do not want the probate department in your business. Okay. So uh, she's giving you sage advice. As sage advice from, from the sage founders. So come on to the sage event. Our website is www.sagesister.org. That's right. Okay. And that's sister. 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 A H T A H. Let's not get it confused. Right, right, right. Sisters. Sister. 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 Yes, everybody put your hands together for Kiara. Kiara. Okay. Did I say your name right? The last time. Right. Thank you three times, you. but you got it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Please go out to there to her event. That'd be very cool. So now we're going to do some, so we're going to do about 30 minutes of news that everybody should know about. News. So since Observer is not here, Mr. Tony is not here, we're just going to go straight to other news. So Sacramento, sorry, Sacramento, you now must dial one to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Here are the details. So um, starting on Saturday morning, I guess at the time of this article that came out in the Sacramento Bee. um, So if you have a landline, you have to dial one now (laughs) to get out. One nine one six. So they try to get a new area code around here. I think the new area code is two seven nine. I know that's whack. Why don't you just? I mean, they got computers that's smart enough to 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 know the difference, right? I mean, why not? But that's now you got to dial one if you got a landline. If you still have a landline, um, because you know. That's a bill that you don't want. The second one is Israel begins telling African migrants to leave. What? Israel began warning thousands of African migrants uh, Sunday that they must leave by the end of March, officials said, under a plan that could see them jailed if they refuse. African migrants must get out of Israel. If you're in Israel, you better get out because they... They're going to jail you. About that song, uh, Kumbaya. Who knows that song, Kumbaya? Kumbaya, my Lord. Thanks to research and lobbying by residents of a coastal community, descendants from slaves, the the origins and meaning of Kumbaya have been recognized in Congress, raising hopes that a fading culture might get a boost. So that's very cool. Yeah, some good things. Um, so those from the Gullah Islands, which are right off the coast of Georgia, in case you guys don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So they're, 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 they still have um, some of the original housing. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, that's definitely a place that you should check so out. So is it like a tourist thing that you can go and You have to take a ferry to get to the island, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Over the water? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, that's very cool. That's why I said off the coast of Georgia, not uh, off the, the coast. <laughs> <laughs> off the coast. Off, 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 yeah. off, off. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, chime on in, y'all. Um, 
Um, FBI tracks and arrests black identity extremists, and hardly anyone is talking about it. Uh, six months after the F- FBI issued a report inventing the whole cloth, uh, whole black identity extremists, claiming this group poses a terrorist threat to police, the first apparent case of the pros- the prosecution of a BIE has emerged. So be careful out there, all you uh, Black Lives Matter. They are arresting people and calling you black, you know, identity extremists. Yes, so. uh, when um, I think uh, there may have been 37 uh, police officers killed last year and 30, about 35 of them were killed by white men, so... <laughs> but that's, yeah, but we the did extremists. But we did yeah. extremists. So, yeah, so so yes, we did extremists. We we yeah. Wow. You see that that that, that Latino cat that killed the police and he was just grinning in, in court. Oh Talk yeah. About, I wish I would have killed more. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the lost story of Nearest Greens. Nearest Green is a slave that taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. What? So it was a black man that made whiskey? Well, he didn't invent <laughs> whiskey. He invented the formula for... Um, the recipe I mean, for... Wait, we got... For Jack, for Jack. Jack Daniels. So hold on. So we got one black man made that gave the recipe for Jack Daniels. We got another black man that gave the recipe to KFC. We got another black man that basically made cook the cookies, um, the Amos, Willie Amos cookies. I mean, yeah, but he on. at least got his credit. <laughs> <laughs> and and th- don't forget the black man that, in- that invented the, the light uh, filament. Right. Like, yep, the yeah. light filament yep. for Edison. Man, you know, we have so many people that be taking credit for our stuff. So yeah, I put that out there. I mean, what? it's just not cool, man. Not yes. cool at all. All right. So, um, and then tech news. I guess we're coming to the end of the show. Um, tech news. Success. SpaceX launches Falcon Heavy rocket on historic maiden voyage. Yep. Yes, so uh, this is very cool. How many people saw it on, on online? Yeah. I not. <laughs> yes, it's very cool. The most powerful rocket in the world. Yes, Elon Musk launches his car into space. Yeah. So he put, <laughs> put his name on that. He, he, put, that he put a Tesla. Have you, did y'all see the live feed for the car? No. no. That, was, that was very cool. He put a Tesla in there? He put a Tesla, and, but he had a guy behind the wheel, what, holding what? the wheel with his arm on the window like this and driving. Uh, Driving in space, and it, you can see a live feed of the car just floating in space. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Oh, it's very cool. It's very cool. And then, the, <laughs> and because and because it's a Tesla, the battery was charged, so they have play playing in the background where well, you can't hear it in space, but they, it was playing uh, Space Oddity. Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! It was very cool. I was like, go ahead, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is crazy. <laughs> They did. The other one crashed in the water. The middle one crashed in the water, but the other two came back and landed by themselves. You know, and the funny thing about it is that I I don't know how many people are into old school sci-fi. Okay. Like, you know, like 30s and 40s. And um, but the old school sci-fi, the rockets come down in their butts, you know, when it lands. Yeah. And come to find out that's the future. It's like Elon Musk invented uh, rockets that come down right on his butt. Oh, they don't. So that's real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, 
All of a sudden, you know, you thought they would have to land like a plane, but no, yeah. they just land. It's like it's like the yeah, it's like, like rock, in yeah. reverse. Yep. Yeah. It seems weird. All right, um, and this is our last tech news piece. Harley Davidson confirms first production electric motorcycle. Now, I don't know about that because those Harley people they like that sound. It's not like their motorcycle wasn't expensive enough. <laughs> I, I got some news also. That is very cool. I think you know the more the better. We try to. We're trying to have more green jobs. We're trying to uh, save the environment, you know, reduce the amount of um, environmental racism. And, you know, the more we go on this route, get away from fossil fuels, a lot of times we don't, you know, as black people, we don't make those connections right. that the environmental issue is connected to the black issue right. in a huge way. And um, we, we really have to pay attention to that. And the more it's gained steam, uh, the better we will be, right. you know. Yeah. And yeah, so recycling all that stuff because everywhere they dump is always in the poor neighborhoods. They dump everything in the poor neighborhoods, and most most likely those neighborhoods are black. Yeah. And I, I remember Faye Kennedy; they fought tooth and nail because they was trying to um, they was trying to use some underground cavern or something to pump all this gas. Yeah, that yeah, they I was. That. I remember that. And they fought tooth and nail to fight against that. So um, it's very real things. The more we get into green, the more solar panels, the better. The more uh, electric motorcycles, the better. The more electric cars, the better. And yeah. So Just make sure somebody's driving the, <laughs> driving whatever it is. <laughs> oh, you talking about the self-driving cars? Yes, yes. Oh, that's, that's cool. Just make sure somebody's behind the wheel. That's all. I got some news. Um, I was uh, reading this today. It seems that in Queens, um, New York, the place called Five Points, it's a warehouse. It's a big warehouse. The warehouse owner who um, who owns it, um, Gerald Waldoff, in 2013, they they put up there a big mural, a, a long a long mural on the on the um, factory on the warehouse. Well, he went in there and whitewashed the whole mural down. Well, they just ruled. There was a ruling saying that he can't do that. A federal ruling saying he can't do that. Oh yeah, because it land, becomes a yeah. He has a landmark ruling. Now the artists, twenty one of the artists, are getting six point seven million dollars from forty five forty five um works. Each one getting one 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 hundred fifty thousand dollars each for him defacing the art. That's one you know one good thing for the artists and stuff. Just that's the yeah. it rules under the. So the, how long how long does it have to be on the wall before they rule it a landmark? That, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's under the Act of um, Visual Arts Right Act. So that's, that's okay that's under. So that'd be that'd be something. Oh, go ahead. That'd be no. I'm just saying that's something interesting for artists out there that need to to, to know that your that just your paint stuff yeah just paint there. on some paint on the wall. And wait like twenty years. <laughs> get, your, get your things. Get your things landmarked. Yeah, there. If you get your yes, landmarked, they can't deface that. Well, one of the things that the judge oh. ruled, said during the ruling was the fact that the. Um, Mural itself would have brought in revenue yes. from uh, tourists coming tourists. in to see it. Oh. So that was part of the reason why he made the judgment the way he did oh, because yeah. they didn't give the. Because uh, it's a very popular. It was because a very popular yeah. mural. And um, so he didn't say that he was, he couldn't have done it, but the way he did it yeah. prevented them from being able to uh, capitalize on it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Barbara? Yeah, good building warehouse. Uh, and participated in, you know, creating murals there. Yeah. They've been there for a very, very, very long time. It's a very popular site. Yeah, a very but five for points. whatever reason, uh, well, I know the reason. It was the value of the property. Yeah, he wanted and it. They, he wanted it. Uh, yeah, they imploded the property yeah. is what they did. 
And so it became, there was a huge campaign um, from artists all over the United States yeah. and beyond that participated in the, um, the lawsuit or something? The, well, the rally against them oh, wow. what they did. It was a huge... So they raised it to the ground. Huge art yeah. activist uh, event that happened about that. But no, they still, yeah, well, they still... They still whitewashed. They still yeah. demolished it, yeah, but they still... still. Just Blew it up. Yeah. 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 But wow. Now, now yeah. they're getting paid for it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got some money. So, and then um, we just want to put out that um, if you're look at the Olympics right now, uh, we are, well, the United States does have three gold. And we do have six, uh, but all, all together we have six medals. So, do you watch the Olympics? U.S. Um, yeah, U.S. Olympics right now. So, what's the, what's your what's your favorite sport in Olympics that you watch? Oh well, I like I like snowboarding. I mean, I saw today was today was kind of nice. Uh, one, a girl named Kim, she she did very well on the pre prelims and stuff. I am watching. So it's winter sports right now. Winter sports. It's winter, winter Olympics sports right now. now. It's all in um, Pyeongchang. It's all um, Pyeongchang is in North North Korea. So that's the big thing going on right now. Uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, first, first black um, ice skating female. <laughs> ice skating. Oh, very cool. Yes, because you know black folks usually don't like cold. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, it's getting, it's getting weird. It's getting cold. I, now. I used to live in Detroit. Like I'm getting up out of here, boy. And there's their, the first black hockey player yep, on the man, Olympic. The hockey players. Uh, US Olympic we're team sledding. This year. We're doing a lot of things now. Black people are getting the Winter Olympics now. So. I see. So we, we're not, you know, it's not the old fashioned Jamaican bobsled team. No more. We, we got a whole crew now. We're coming in. Black people are coming in direct. And I also want to point out about the um, the the guy the, the, the Mexican immigrant who basically um, was for the San Francisco shooting back in 2015, um, he basically got acquitted um, today. So he, he is out. Uh, he's out getting ready for custody, getting ready to be deported back. So he got acquitted for the killing of the, the lady um, Styles. Oh, by accident because yeah, it, re it ricocheted yeah, yeah, it ricocheted ricochet. off the thing. But the only thing he got was a felony gun. He only got a, a lesser gun charge for it. So, they, okay. so he was acquitted for that. So yeah. But that's going to see it. That's going on. All right. So is that, oh, you have another one? Uh, I'll, I'll read this one real quick. Okay. Um, so I, I listened to a lot of. Um, I guess you could say true crime podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, nice. Uh, so there's a lot of a uh, lot of work going on with the uh, criminal justice system that uh, a lot of people may not be aware of. Um, Philadelphia just uh, elected a district attorney who has um, started an um, uh, an integrity unit for a conviction integrity unit. So um, if you're you got anybody around here who's running for district attorney, uh, one of the questions you might want to ask if they have any plans on um, having a, a, a conviction integrity unit to make sure the right people are in prison. So uh, but one of the things that okay. just came out today was that the Philadelphia DA's office kept a secret list of suspect police officers. So the confidential list, two dozen police officers who were suspected of false testifying, providing false testimony, uh, falsifying evidence, framing suspects, and lying about it in court. <laughs> the district attorney's office had a list, had, has this, had this list, and so you had to run it up the chain of command on the district attorney's office before you could have any of these officers uh, testify in a court case. Mm. Oh, so they couldn't lie in court. So well, basically, they, did. they, they didn't want, did. they really didn't want them to be a part of the case once it got to court. Oh. Okay, because so, they because they damaged the case. Because yeah, yeah because they have a his, they had a history of yeah, uh, of lying. Okay, and but they can lie they can lie to make a case, but they don't 
testify in court at the case. Right. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. falsify evidence and stuff. So um, <laughs> the Undisclosed Podcast, which is started with Anand Said, they're right now running a series of cases out of Philadelphia that are of wrongfully convicted people. And so they're going back to these cases and they're finding out that they're the same officers involved in these cases. Wow. So how long? Yeah. So these things like way back, like back in the you know, 19... The 80s and the 90s. Wow, that, yeah. that's a lot of brothers out there that can get, get off. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, the stuff that's coming out on the Baltimore Police Department, you guys should Google. Um, so it didn't just happen in those. So like I said, uh, anybody in your, your area that's running for the district attorney, you might want to ask him if they have a conviction integrity unit in mind. Dallas was one of the first cities in the country to actually have one. They had a black district attorney that was elected probably about 10 years ago. And that was one of the first things that he did. Uh, I think they ended up with uh, 26 seven exonerations, I want to say. And then there were a couple that they did did DNA testing on that. The DNA came back right, but the judges didn't necessarily overturn the case because they... They may not have raped him, but they probably still killed him anyway. <laughs> Just now in ten. Oh. Yeah, so, um, so uh, that's all I have. <laughs> but. Well, that that was depressing. That was very depressing. Uh, our police and our court systems are always, um, you know, at the top of the game. Yeah, they always doing good. All right. Um, Lord Jesus. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This Black is Black Panther Talk. this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's Black right. Panther. Black Panther this weekend. Get Thursday. your tickets. Oh, really? It's this weekend? It's this weekend. This weekend. Yes. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Friday. I, aren't they sold out already? Oh, they, they, they're, they're not sold out? Free sales. Yeah. But they're not sold out, yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was this weekend. Yeah. I thought it was in April or something. Man, they're going to take your black car. <laughs> they, they made sure it was in black I thought it was in April. No. I was like, okay. <laughs> Directors of the movie yeah. on almost all black cast. Oh, yes. black cast, yep. And, and the woman who designed all of the, the costumes is black. Yeah. So the guy who directed Fruitvale Station Fruitvale, is yeah. the director. Oh, really? Yes. It's seen funny. You know, I've never seen Fruitvale Station. Yeah. It's good. It's a little depressing, but it's good. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I've, I'm, every <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. yeah, every time I, I look at it on Netflix, I'm thinking to myself, I want to watch this. I should watch this, but I don't know if I want to watch this right now because, I, you know, it'll just send me over the edge. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to watch that. It's kind of like glory, right? You come out of there, yeah, you're like, oh, but walking yeah. like Danzel. So come back here every second Tuesday at Underground Books, and this has been Black Talk Sacramento number 40. Yep. My name is Insa'a. I'm Kareem Daniels. And I'm Sharon E. Smith. And go on to www.restwonderland, um, R-E-S-Wonderland.com. That's me. So, Okay. Um, yes. That kind of ruined our dismount, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> I had to put it in. I had to get my gainer. I had to get my gainer. You get a, you get a three for that dismount. You know, we were supposed to be like, bam. You know, you watch the Olympics, man. You should know about the dismount. Okay. All right. So I already watched the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> Winter Olympics. I, okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> all right, and thank you, everybody, on Facebook. I know the audio is probably messed up. Um, I don't know how the audio, I'm going to see what the audio is going to sound like when we get off of here. Hopefully, the audio will be all right on this end, too, as well. 
we're going to see. Uh, I, had a, I had technical difficulties. Thank you, everybody. Black Talk Sacramento, number 40. Thank you for tuning in. Number 40. And peace out.